2: Can you tell me what they look like? Can you tell me how many of them there were? Were Were you given food? But the teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue as to how to operate it. So, when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system and you get to ask her one question, what would that question be? What's outside the
3: simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself,
2: I am more than my physical body, because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that
4: which is greater than the physical world.
3: to Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Rube. We're live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. It's Friday night, midnight here on the East Coast, 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast. I don't know what time it is, Central or Mountain Time. I always get that stuff confused. It's probably 11 Central. Can't ever guess Mountain Time. I don't know why I'm talking to you about time. It's open lines, Friday night. It's story time. It's time to let your hair down and push on into the weekend. We're here for you five nights a week, 9 p.m. Pacific to 11 p.m. We talk about all things strange and esoteric as well as conscious exploration, paranormal. But mainly the big keyword for all of that is fringe. The fringe is just not another paranormal network. In fact, paranormal is only one side of the fringe. The fringe uh, is just everything. It's everything that involves everything, everything. It has to do with the truth that you have to go out on the edges to get and even mystery, technology, science, consciousness, paranormal, all the good stuff, pop culture too, current events, conspiracy, it's all of it. You know, I I was thinking about that today too. Someone was talking about, oh, it's one of those paranormal radio networks, right? I was at the pharmacy today and that's what that lady said. It's just one of those paranormal networks. I was like, uh, I don't think so. Well, I, now I called and talked to the lady. Stephanie was her name at the co- at the counter before I went down there. I said, "Yeah, you should listen to it." And she's like, "Yeah, it's just one of those paranormal networks." I'm like, "No, it's it's not just paranormal. It's everything. That's what the fringe is. It's you. We're all fringers, right? Tinfoil hat wears, whatever you want to call us. Anyways, listen. I I want to tell you guys. I wish I could tell you guys about something. I told y'all the other day I would, but I'm going to wait till it happens because I always jinx stuff and say, oh yeah, this is going to happen and then it doesn't happen. So this time I'm not going to do that. But when it does, you're, you're going to know. It's, it's pretty big, right? And we got a lot of shows. All these new shows that are coming over to the Fringe are cool, like Grimerica, uh Charlie Robinson show that just aired tonight, The Ripple Effect. But I honestly want to give uh, credit where credit's due on that. And I've done this more than once, but it's true. We would not be making these moves. The website wouldn't be changing. We wouldn't be making these moves, and things would not be getting done the way that they're getting done without the help of the staff, but especially Amanda. Amandala, a very uh, caring person. If any of you guys know her in the chat room, right? She's always trying to get things done and make sure everybody's happy. And I got to tell you, it puts the whip on me too. So I just want to give her a big shout-out again for helping make all this happen. Just been the biggest help of the station's life, and that's not a joke. I don't have time to, to go down the list of all the things um, that she's helped with, and I don't have time to go down the list of all the things that you guys have helped us with, too. You know, we were looking at data on the network, you know, analytics and stuff, and here's the thing. When you look at analytics, it's kind of scary, too, what Google knows about the station. But when you look at this stuff, you're trying to figure out where the traffic comes from. Where's all this traffic coming from? What do people like to listen to? All of that stuff. And most of our traffic is direct. And what that means is is people are just typing in fringe.fm. That means that most of our traffic is word of mouth. And that has everything to do with you guys. And speaking of which, tonight, one of those people I'm bringing on right now, you know who he is, Rohan. You're a fringer too, right? The station has grown because of you too, because of word of oh, mouth.
5: Oh, right, that's, oh, yeah. That's how, that's, how, that's what it's all about. You know, we're finding each other. You know, as people have been saying recently.
3: Yeah. Right. And and see, this this is what it to me. This is what it's almost like the dream that I had for the station is, is starting to like, look like it's going to come together. I'm sure there's going to be bumps. There's always bumps, right? There's always problems, issues, bumps. You adapt and you grow. But it has manifested the right hearts and minds, for sure, like in a big way. And if you hear about what yeah. Charlie Robinson was saying, it was one of the best quotes I ever heard anybody say. He was like, you know, Uh, can Some of these conspiracy people are like conspiracy tweakers. They know how to, you know, (laughs) you say that was so funny. I laughed almost cried. He's Like they know how to pick apart the truth and talk about all the problems and tear it down to the basic truth and then pretty much uh, tear it down. But they can't put, he said they can't put crap back together. You know, that's what, like if you know anything about tweakers, that's how they are. They can tear apart a television, tell you all the parts about it, but they couldn't put it back together. But basically what he was trying to say is, is we need solutions, right? We need Mm -hmm. solutions to the problem. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that this network is going to be one of those solutions. It's going to bring people together in ways that it's intelligent and ways that where we can get an understanding from it, excuse me, uh, from each other, get alternate perspectives where we don't tear each other apart because of polarity. Mm -hmm. And and it's got a dose of spirituality and love involved with it too, man. It's got a dose of all of it.
5: Yeah, it's, it's this is the thing. I think it's not, I think in this, I'm on the same page as you, this, which is why I listen, because it's like this just happens to be the place where the people came together that seem to be on that right vibe with that right balance that we've probably all been really wanting to find. I remember wanting to find in this uh, guy of souls website ages ago, but he went on for very long. It's only on for up for a few months and it went down. And it's like a Facebook for us kind of guys. And I haven't yeah, found yeah. anything since until this. You See what I'm saying? So, so when you say that, that's for me, you can't really even try to say it's about blowing your own horn. Like, oh, we're the best station, it's not even, it's not no, 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 zone, no, is it? It's not even in there. It's just we've just identified through observation and measurement these kinds of people are coming here and it's been shown consistently over and over again. And we all seem to have these strange experiences. And, and a lot of us are saying we need to be talking about this weird stuff that's happened and then it's all coming out. So, it's like, yeah, we're seem to quite be obviously on the right kind of path we're onto something aren't we and uh, we still
3: have the paranormal too like if you take like Jess Rogie, right when Jess came along at the station at the right time too and uh just like it was one of the biggest t- talents I've ever heard on the radio and I feel like and she's such a, a nice person sweetheart too like you know she always she's always trying to be um you know, uh, help out where she could and things like that. Do the news, help out, uh, just, just try to help and just needed a little, a little backing. She just needed some backup, man. And I'm like, well, here's another, and this is something that we do at the Fringe a lot. For some reason we find some really talented people that just need to, they really just need to, uh, a place to be exposed and get their voice out. And I'm listening to her and, She's like, well, you know, I wanted a show and, and I hope Jess doesn't get mad at me for saying this. Almost like she had to earn her way. And I was thinking when I heard that, I was thinking, are you kidding? Like, just you, you should be doing it right now. Just do it. You know, yeah, and she yeah. did her um, debut, actually. Um, and I'm hoping I wish I could announce this. I'm, I'm going to wait till it happens, though. Um, and it was amazing. And Dave Cruz was in the background helping produce. And, you know, Dave's been here since we started this thing. And I remember all the frustrations that I used to go through trying to yeah. uh, show Dave how to do all this stuff, and, the, and but Dave picked it up, and we learned how to kind of do this stuff together, and he did, he produced her show in the background immaculately, like it was flawless. When I cut the segments out, they were flawless. And yeah, I was thinking, yeah. you know, all the bumps and all of the stuff that we go through, right? all of that stuff that we go through that it feels like we're never going to get anywhere or it's a disaster or it's a curse in the end. It's not right. You went through all of that because something good was going to happen. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to explain what I'm trying to explain. I think sometimes we feel like things don't happen perfectly or things happen Mm -hmm. in a way that seems really bumpy, painful even, or, you think you're going through suffering, but I'm telling you, if you just keep following your heart, you'll get there. And then once it happens, you're like, oh my God, it was all worth it. You know?
5: I know exactly what you mean. In fact, there's a poem that uh, says it all concisely. It's called Trip to Holland. And it's about somebody that's got these, is planning to go to it, like Italy to go and see the Colosseum and the Gladiators Arenas and all the, and they've started to learn Italian and they love Italian food and the, They've on the plane to go to Italy, never been to Europe before, really excited, and they get there, and there's no Italian. It's all weird language, and it's Holland. They've gone to the Netherlands by accident, got on the wrong plane. And so everything's screwed up, isn't it? Everything's done. All your language you've learned, all the food you were expecting, but you never would have gone to Holland had you not done that. And then you go there, you find things that you never would have known before. And if you do go to Holland, you find the people are really sort of reasonable and sensible, I found. Do you know what I mean? Some of the and, most talented and, and,
3: people, too. You know.
5: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost like the they've, they've sort of heart the sort of half been free already for ages in Holland. It seems, but they've kept quiet about it to just do it sort of thing. I don't know how to say it, but but the point of the poem is saying that there. What if you then in Holland meet your soulmate, and and all that hardship that you thought you'd screwed up, wrong ticket, trying to you know you screwed up your holiday. Yeah, and really. That screw up leads can lead to the diamond, like the lotus flower in the in the mud. You know.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm not saying there's still not going to be bumps and stuff to go through with the station and growing and everything. But if you look back on anything worth having or worth doing, yeah, it's yeah. you always go through that. Like everything that I've ever had in my life that was worth that turned out to be something good was. I went through one hell of a thing to get to it, right? And some people yeah. are just lucky, right? And they and they get all the good stuff to come to them. But uh, I don't, I don't know. Like I just, I think if you follow your heart, regardless if you get there fast, bumpy, wavy, however you get there, you mm. just get there. You mm. know.
5: Mm-hmm. That's it. That's right. I, I like the way you said that. That's brilliant.
3: Yeah. And I was ra- reminded tonight of a, a episode we did three like three years ago with. Um, Marine Saint Germain, and it, when she wrote that book, Waking Up in Five D, which was one of her biggest books, oh, and that, yeah. and she talked about, if I remember correctly, not to try to find solutions to problems when you have problems and you're trying to like follow your your soul. Not to try to find the solution. Uh, That's okay to try to find the solution, but more to go about it in a curious manner, just to keep following it. You know, because it doesn't seem like when you're trying to find solutions, you never get like the exact answer you want, because I think we're, we're co-creating that answer, like the double slit experiment. That's why you never get the answer. Even when you do tarot readings, uh, the tarot readings will say this, this and that, so will give you advice, whatever, but it'll never give you the exact answer because you have to create it. And that goes back to. Uh, that Neo thing in the matrix, right? Would you have broken that vase if I'd have said anything?
5: Yeah, Would I you think even? it speaks to um yeah I, I think it speaks to that thing of um letting go. I think that's the key with that. It's letting go, which seems counterintuitive. Because when they're letting go, you're sort of doing the allowing yourself to just be. You get letting the stress get out of your way. You yep. know what I'm saying? I think there's something about that, and then it's sort of that's what lets you find out the answer in your subconscious. We just stop stressing about it if that makes sense yeah like if you, you were the a kid and then the thing comes
3: if you were a child you're 100 percent right if you've gotten your son energy and you were a child and you said you know i want to go to the park a child really wants to, especially the little ones little bitty ones they really want to go to the park and when they say i want to go to the park and play that's all they think about that's why when their parents tell them no you got to do this stuff first whatever it's devastating yeah. to them you know Yes. Mm, yeah. But they don't. Um, they don't think about how am I going to get to the park? What's going to happen? Right? They don't think about any of that. They're just like, I want to get to the mm. park. I'm going to the park. Let me yeah, go. Sort of Why like can't I it. go? <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know.
5: They're focused on it. They're already doing. They're doing the bit that like we've perhaps just getting to now, where we can focus, calm our mind down enough to just focus on the park. And they're all doing it automatically, aren't they? And that's what's getting strolled out of us. Yeah.
3: I, I wish I could do that with a lottery, though. That, that Powerball's up to $999 million. I don't know if someone won it, but Jesus, man. I've that's a lot of that, money. I've been
5: saying that. I, I've said that a couple of times. in Discord will we'll have to do a mass meditation on the lotto. Just joking. But I was thinking, actually, why not? Do you know what I'm saying? And, if, and if, you know, don't take that many.
3: $999 million. If you believe, do you like, if you're one of those people that don't believe in coincidence, like, I don't believe in coincidence, um, you wonder why some of these people, when you look up uh, online at the lottery winners, you wonder, like, why did that guy win the lottery? Or why did this person do it? I, I remember watching one of the lottery videos where the guy that worked at the gas station that was, like, putting up letters or whatever out on the gas station thing won. And he was just, like, just this regular random hillbilly dude and he, I think he won like $500 million or something. And the lottery commission showed up because they know where the, pull, the ticket was pulled from, right? They know someone pulled yeah. a ticket from that place. Yeah. And I guess they were out looking for it. I don't know. But the guy comes out working at the gas station. He was like, uh, I think I need to take a vacation because I won. And she's like, yeah, right, a vacation and laughed at him. He's like, no, no, I'm serious. I think I won. And the guy at, with the suitcase checked it, and he was like, yeah, congratulations, man. And his whole life changed. And you can tell he went from probably barely paying his rent, you know, living month yeah. to month or week to week like most of us do, to mm-hmm. his life is just going to be different. Now, there's no way that yeah. you, that happens to you without you. I think you make a sole contract or something. Like, that can't be random. I know it seems random to us. But I just don't think it works out I, I, randomly.
5: Yeah. yeah, I think so as well. I think I think you're right. I think there is um there is a, a sort of a, a plan but not a plan. There's there is a goal. There's goals in there that you've set for yourself and you're gonna sort of get there by a hook or by a crook, sort of thing. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's I think there is stuff sort of set out for us, but that we sort of do ourselves. Is that sort of what you're saying? We set out a plan for ourselves a little bit and then that's what we're doing.
3: I want to, you know, I want to f- follow this up too. By I don't want to leave anybody out. So just here's the thing: when when we started this thing, uh, Dave and I came up with the idea, and then I kind of ran with it, put a bunch of uh, effort and energy into the station, and then people started coming along. The listeners started supporting, uh, and then you know other people came along: Mary, Jeff. Uh, some really cool guests, and Barbara came along and helped us with, you know, backing us up and and uh, helping us with equipment and all this stuff. Like Barbara Charlton's like one of been one of the biggest helps to us. And then at the time, more time went along, and you know, I couldn't. Nobody understood the vision that I actually had for it. I mean, everybody kind of did, but um, and then you know, like all of you guys came along, and then. Oh uh, my God, man. Like, uh, Amanda came along and changed the game. And I think when that happened, all of the, all of like, like Jess came around, all of these new hosts are coming in now. I, things are happening so fast. I guess what I'm saying is, is like, I don't even know what to think about it. I'm just happy that it's happening. I just want to make sure that we, uh, we stay the course. Because I don't know what, what the future is going to hold for the world. Censorship. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I think we got to keep this thing together.
5: Yeah, you got to keep it together. And like I sort of got to earlier, just um, that thing about letting go. I think it's that as well. You got to, and that is a bit the same as saying you're letting go to get out of your own way. But you could also see it from another angle and say you let, let that is having faith as well. Yeah so
3: <laughs> having faith letting go isn't easy is it
5: it's not it's so difficult but you know in, like say i've told you in sort of private all my details of like the this really difficult period that was really strange and that's the only way i got it i had a, a bit of a mantra in my head of like i'm just a leaf in the river when i'm you know when you really got you're just stuck you're just getting you head banged against the wall so it's like well, yeah, you just gotta, yeah. just gotta bite the bullet sometimes don't you
3: right but- I get, but all, and for some reason, I got all that on my mind, and I was also thinking about the lottery, 999, 999 million dollars. I think somebody had to have won, but we all tell ourselves what we would do with that kind of money. Like, what would you do if you won? Everybody gets asked no, that question, do. but do you really know? Can you imagine what you would do?
5: Yeah, I know exactly what I'd do. Do you? It sounds really corny, but yeah, exactly. I know exactly what I would do. I know exactly what I would do, and uh, it sounds really corny, but my synchronicity thing I was going to tell you is about nines as well. Yeah? yeah so it's basically, um, yeah, it's about nines. But yeah, I, I know what I'd do. If you want me to tell you, I'm just, I'm just trying to present it. No, dude, yeah. we can
3: talk about it. We got, we got the break coming up, but we can definitely talk about it. I just don't think I would believe yeah. it. Like if I looked at the numbers, I don't think I'd believe yeah. it.
5: Yeah, but I think, again, that's where you follow through. Like you were just saying, you were just saying two minutes ago, you've got to follow through with it and you have to just believe it and go, yeah, I've got 999 million, so right, I'll put 100 million to this for sure and then that will do this because that's the most important thing. And then, do you know what I mean? You just have to believe it.
3: Would you, though, like think about it? I I mean, I don't know. The stuff
5: I've seen, I would. The stuff I've seen, bro, I've seen the most ludicrous things, I believe. I believe it. It wouldn't. Yeah. Be, you wouldn't be surprised, it, I'm just, you know, right? That's no, what you're saying. No, I won't be surprised. No. And then I, what I'd do with that? Then I'd be like, right, thank goodness for that, and I'd probably feel vindicated. In <laughs> and I'd think, right, what's the best way I can make this work for an hour? Can I secure it? Yeah. What can you do? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd have planned straight away. My head a bit fiery. And I thought about this kind of stuff for years. If I, that's, I thought about that exact question for years. and I tried to make plans in my head. of What the best possible thing would be for everybody and that's the most likely way to win it, I think. If, if A big one like that for a big endeavour, it's just having the platform and other people to help you bloody do it. And you've have kind of got that. We've been talking about it. So it's like, well, that's all you need. You just need each other. They're the number one resource. You've got to find each other on the same wavelength, and if you've got a heck of a capital as well, that's your golden ticket, isn't it? You know, it's the dream.
3: <laughs> Jesus. I'm... I'm thinking about that, like, I, I don't know. I just had a flash of me, like, winning the lottery. I'm sure we've all done this. You look at the ticket, you read the numbers, and I got to think that the first thing that my brain would say would be like, no. No, no, no. Yeah, that can't be yeah. real, you, you know?
5: You check that, you check that 99 times. <laughs> yeah. you know, and you'd be getting for people to check as well. And they'd be going, I need to check it 99 <laughs> times sort of thing. It'd be like that, wouldn't it?
3: Well, yeah, I think it would be crazy. I think it would be absolutely Mm. insane. It would be cool, though. Um, Mm. So special events for today, I guess. Every day is weird, right? Today is answer your cat's question day. That's stupid. Blonde brownie day. What is that? What's a blonde brownie? What is that? Blonde brownie. I don't know. And southern food day. Like, this is stupid. I get all these random facts. I, I don't even know why I talk about them. Here's another one. Valentine's Day fails. Share how you failed on Valentine's Day. So that's coming up. Well, I think we're gonna auction off Night Stalker again. Unless you want to be the auction block, Rohan. Do you want us to put you up for an online date? We could do it.
5: What's that? Oh, yes, yeah, someone wants me. <laughs> <I'm surprised.
3: laughs> no, dude. Of course someone wants you. <laughs> oh man, you can't think like hey, go that, for it, man. dude. No, no, I'm just kidding. Man. You're I'm a cool dude though, for real. Like, of oh. course someone wants you. Uh, <laughs> When I was, it says, when I was fourteen, my first boyfriend was a sweet redhead named Ian, and for Valentine's Day, he gave me a teddy bear and a homemade card. And inside the card, he he wrote a note that said, "You're so sweet," spelled S W E A T. You're so sweat. Oh, poor Aww. guy. Oh,
5: but that's kind of cute though. <laughs> <laughs> you're
3: so sweat. <laughs> His great idea was to have a picnic outside, and in February in Minnesota. Uh, What did he bring? KFC and a thermos of Coke.
5: (laughs) Oh, the good stuff! Oh yeah, he's he's, uh, no holds barred there.
3: Oh man, can you imagine that? Like oh yeah, that's a baby. (laughs) We're gonna have a romantic picnic here, yeah. And next thing you know, you break out some RC cola and a twelve piece from KFC. <laughs>
5: but, but that's the thing. There's something for everyone. There's somebody for everybody, and somebody's gonna love that. Somebody's gonna love that picture. Oh my
4: god!
3: <laughs> I've always wanted somebody I could just sit and eat fried chicken with, and RC cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. An ex-boyfriend gave me tweezers and a bag of jelly beans. What's up with that? I don't know. I hope you guys don't.
5: Thing. You're only allowed to eat them one at a time. <laughs> uh, it's probably control freak stuff
3: <laughs> Yeah Here you go, control freak Alright, <clears throat> we gotta take a break already Damn, I can't believe that Alright, so we're up on break You can go ahead and call in, it's open line So it's one 800 All night long
1: All night long It is Ryan here and I have a question for you What do you do when you win?
3: esoteric stuff for sure a stupid jelly beans you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no wi-fi available you can still listen to every minute of the fringe fm by calling 701-719-3971 no smartphone app or internet needed saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes call 701-719-3971 that's 701-719-3971
2: listen to the fringe fm on any phone anytime anywhere AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who is it? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to ancientlifewell.com. CBD, broad and full spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm, from brain overload to clear thinking. .003 THC on full spectrum and 0% THC on broad spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to ancientlifeoil.com for great CBD. That's ancientlifeoil.com. You'll be glad you did.
3: Want to know what's on The Fringe FM? Check out our schedule at thefringe.fm. Hola Fringe listeners, this is Dave Cruz of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to the Fringe FM.
2: This is Mallorca's 45 fan of the Fridge FM, challenging everyone to open their mind's eye. Listen to Lighting the Void with Joe Roop to gain precision for your third eye vision.
6: My name is Jake. I'm from Billings, Montana, and I am a void walker.
7: Hey, Joe Root. Thanks for lighting the void. This is Janine in the bluegrass of Kentucky, and I am a void walker. What's up, guys? This is Damien from San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a void walker. I listen to the show to keep myself aligned with the world.
0: Hi, this is Laura, aka Laura Lavender. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to Lighting the Void
6: because it helps me understand some of the strangest experiences I've had. So thanks for all that you do and for always being there for us, Joe.
0: Hi, this is Cronox from Belgium, and you're listening to Aligning the Void with Joe Rue.
4: Hey, This is country music singer and void walker, Jason Benoit. And when I need my fix on the world of magic and the capabilities of the human consciousness, I listen to Joe Roop right here on Lighting the Void Radio.
3: Born out of the alchemical tradition of Paracelsus is a medical tradition called Spagyria. Though not many people practice this work today, Phoenix Aurelius has been researching and teaching this work for the last 15 years and he needs your support.
1: Hi, I'm Phoenix Aurelius and I'm the founder of the Phoenix Aurelius Research Society where I perform modern scientific research on the methods and techniques of Paracelsian alchemy and spagyria for health, wellness, agriculture, ecology, and more. All my work is 100% funded by the public. So if you like what I'm doing and you want to support my research, please consider making a purchase of spagyric medicines from my apothecary, fund your own spagyric IDF wellness research, or participate in my group study or one-on-one immersion courses so that you can learn how to perform this work for yourself. I want to thank you in advance for your support. Visit thefringe.fm
3: forward slash alchemyresearch and enter coupon code fringe and receive 15% off anything and everything on the website. That's thefringe.fm forward slash alchemyresearch and thank you for doing your part and keeping alchemy alive in the modern day. 335 that's the call in number you're listening to lighting the void I'm your host Joe Roop, and uh, synchronicity and coincidence which one is it is it a coincidence or synchronicity that's that's probably one of the biggest uh, discussions that I've had I don't know how many times in my life when do you start realizing that things are not a coincidence anymore a lot of people see numbers and stuff. Like I've seen uh, here recently, I've been, been seeing a lot of 11-11s and four, four, fours for some reason. But my guest or co-host tonight is Rohan. Rohan was telling me uh, all the way from the all the way from across the bond, You had some synchronicities today, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's,
5: uh, <laughs> it's yeah. It was about uh, the the number nine. Because you know, in numerology, the number nine is like the sort of God number. nine. It's the God number, isn't it? Because when you multiply it by itself, it's always a nine all the time. You, I mean, if you multiply it by any number, it's always a nine.
3: Yeah, it always, always, it always like, breaks numerology. down to a nine, yeah.
5: Yeah, so it's like, and, 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 and I've seen this Marco Rodin talk where he's explaining the Rodin call and explaining this vortex mathematics stuff because he's like, you know, a big maths guy. So, uh, and, and that always reminded me of that because it, it only does the mathematics. You're you doing numerology, and, and it was showing that uh, it was basically saying that if you put it in a circle, a three, and put like a pyramid with no bottom on it, then it's like showing the three bounces off the nine, then back to the six, changes polarity, and then bounces off the nine back to the three, changes polarity, and in the middle is like time. So then you're just intersecting time, bouncing back and forth in a binary triplet. Right? Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. Triple so,
5: so that number, yeah, so that nine always um, seems to count. And then you've mentioned the lottery today, the winning nine, $999 million. Do you know what I mean? And just today, I think I've got a new void walker, and it's related to the number nine because of the time in the date adds up to nine. And oh. then when you asked me to come on the show today, I noticed the time was three, 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 UK time.
3: Which is nine, yeah. You know what
5: yeah. I'm saying? So it's another nine. And I've been thinking that same lottery idea as you, and I've even said it in Discord. So I think, is this all these nines saying, yeah, man, I'm behind you, do it, sort of thing. I don't know.
3: What? That's insane. So, yeah. so when I say could that be a coincidence?
5: Hey, well, the thing is that I'm glad you just said that, because I forgot I was going to bring that up as well. What's listen to me with speak, right? Listen, Kevin, I'll say it slow. Co inside.
3: Coincide, yeah,
5: coincidence is a coincide, coincidence. Instance. Yeah. It's a coincidence. So so we use the word coincidence to, to dismiss something. When the actual meaning of the word is to say, no, this is significant, it coincides. It is to coincide. It's a coinciding incidence. But the word's been flipped. Yeah. Because the English language is allowed to be changed depending on the common vernacular. So if you make the true meaning of it illegal, then you can bring a new meaning in for it. You know what I'm saying? You can flip the word.
3: You know, Frader Xavier talked about that how the English language was one of the most uh, manipulated but magical languages that had deep oh, yeah. meanings inside of everything. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he that was one of the of course. first courses that he put out. And by the way, you can uh, if you go buy any of his courses and put in the code word "friends," you are going to get fifteen uh, percent off. But <clears throat> I learned every I started my whole magical thing from Frader Xavier. So everybody always when people ask me. They're like, where do I begin with magic and all this stuff? I say, go to his YouTube channel, open up the mystery school thing, and go all the way through it. Don't stop till you go all the way through it. But he talked about that. That was one of his first courses he put out was Words of Power and explained, you know, it all started with, like, vibration. But eventually when it got to the English language, the English language has so much magic involved with it that literally we are casting spells Every day by what comes out of our mouth, whether it's good or yeah. bad. Think about mm-hmm. that.
5: Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, exactly what I'm saying. And, and that's where it counts. That's where it counts. We're like void walkers and such people's like us that we don't know about. You, if your intentions are good, yeah, if they really are good, if you know that they are and they really are, then it works. That's the thing. That's the thing.
3: Yeah. And if you ever get into the dream world – And you start becoming lucid and you just make, you can make, it's funny too, in the dream world, you can make commands. Like they happen instantly in the dream world. Like I learned this from uh, William Buhlman. When you become lucid, he would get to where he could barely see or things would be fuzzy or confusing stuff wouldn't, you know, wouldn't make sense. And he would just say awareness now, right? Like he started learning his own magical language. And everything oh, in the dream would just morph to answering his question, you know?
5: No way. Guess what? Guess what? You know, the Farsight Institute, right? They do that remote viewing. They've been doing it like the Stanford Research Institute and the Farsight do it independent. And they've got these remote viewers. And, um, and they discovered that same thing with remote viewing, that if they're in a room that's a bit dark, they can say, light up and light the room up. That's so crazy. They use the magic, Even though you're in a remote viewing place. And if you want to get the attention of beings that aren't really interested in you, you can light your body up. They've discovered, and put it to a command to make you turn into a little light bulb, like. And then sometimes it gets these aliens' attention that don't want to look at you, and they kind of smile like, "Oh, wasn't that cute?" They've got our attention from a distance, from Ooh. you know, like they're not that impressed, but at least they've looked and gone, "Oh, at least they're trying." Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they find it humorous. It's like a cute thing that a little kid did. You know, Oh look, they're grown up. Look, they've learned this to light themselves up. That's, that's crazy. I should mention that. It's a synchronicity.
3: Yeah, Teresa uh, that Chung professor. that was on the other night. What a fabulous guest, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, she yeah. was talking so about... Sorry. She's like one of the uh, well-known author about dreams, too. She was talking about how in Inception, when he finally realized he was in a dream and everybody in the room just stopped and looked. like It was like normal life, but then when you realize you're in a dream, all the characters just stop and looked. That's creepy. Can you imagine that happening to you in your own dream? right and
5: that's good well do you know I'll, I'll tell you this that's another I, you, you, that's you've just reminded me that's happened to me twice times froze on me twice man but one time it was indoors and i were not sure
3: you I wasn't sure if you were in a three. dream or awake or what
5: no 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 i went to make a cup of tea because i'm british and we make a cup of tea every three minutes i don't right. drink coffee <laughs> i, I drink
3: tea my dear yeah that's All the right.
5: one so nice cup of a uh, cup of tea and, uh, but as I stepped in the doorway into the kitchen, as I kind of passed through the gateway, I got this sudden frequency in my head, like a, a really high-pitched frequency, but not loud, just a high-pitched frequency in my head. And then uh, but I could hear a really kind of lower grainy one going with it. And I thought, what's that sound? And things just felt so still. And I just so happened to have a T-shirt that somebody had brought me from India with the OM symbol on it in rainbow colours. And I thought, hmm because I'd been sort of meditating and getting into Buddhism. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if that helps, but you've got no reference point because I'm indoors. And, then, and I was learning that penjaxilat, doing the animism and the mysticism of that. And then a couple of weeks later, it happened again when I was walking down the street, but it actually paralysed me, but I could still move my eyeballs, right? You're not going to believe this, but when I was late at night, it was dark. And the minutes leading up to this, I was walking down the street and I saw this black cat On the corner, and it just kind of sat down across the road and I just carried on. There's a lot of side streets down this road. And then the next corner, I saw this black cat run and sit down in the same way. And I thought, oh, and I carried on walking. And on the third one, I saw this black cat sit down across the road on the next street. So three times in a row. And I thought, hang on, that's like the Matrix. Is that the same cat or is that a different cat? Has that been following men just stopping to cross the road? Or is that the same Matrix cat trying to get my attention? And as soon as I thought of that Matrix parallel, it darted across the road, right, went to climb up the curb, and then climbed up onto the pavement, and then it just stopped mid swagger. Not in—I know cats do that when they're hunting, but it did it in a like way that it's not like like it had just frozen time, and I froze it exactly. And I froze it exactly the same moment, and there didn't seem to be any slight breeze and then and, and there's trees down this street as well both sides it's an avenue so it's like everything stopped and i've got that frequency thing again like a high pitch frequency but not too loud and a low really grainy coarse one
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
0: And that's what made me make
5: the link. That I'm that time froze twice for me, but I didn't have a reference point the first time. But The second time was I had always walking down the street, but my eyes could still move. And I'm staring at this cat thinking it looks, it, sh- it can't stand like that. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was only for like this long. Let me think. One, five. One, two, three. Then it stopped. So it's enough for me to notice, but not for very long. One, two, three. Oh, shit. What's this? Uh, uh, then it carries on. Just enough. That's weird. I had to go to the Buddhist center, bro. I had to go. I had to go to the Buddhist center and just say, look, I spoke to this Renpoche and he just, I just told him and he just took it at face value. He was just accepted it and he was like, yeah, it's sort of like these things happen, you know. It's just like that. And then when I went to leave, he said, oh, I've got to go now. And I was like, well, I've got to go anyway. Thanks for just reassuring me. And we left together and it's got a gravel little parking area just in front there, a little garden they've got. And he slipped like in a breakdancing position, fell back, and he stopped himself and he looked at me while I was on the ground in his frozen breakdancing position. This 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 Buddhist guy, this old guy. <laughs> and he looked up at me with a big smile and he goes, I could have done with your time freezing there. <laughs> and he got back <laughs> up and started laughing. And I thought, well, that's just crazy. And it stopped me being paranoid about it after that. I was like, Yeah, just just accept it. Want that funny. And then it's the laughter thing. And he was just just took it and laughed about it. You know, and I thought, yeah, these things just happen, man. So you just got to be grateful. Yeah. Gratitude. Well,
3: I do you do you ever, like, when you see a black cat cross the road, do you ever feel like, well, that's that's a sign, like it's bad luck or something?
5: I used to. I used to really be scared of cats. I used to be actually scared of cats and I had a paper round. I was about 14, 15, because I'd had that superstition paranoia of a black cat crossing your path. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, and, I'd, and I'd broke a mirror at some point, and I thought I must have seven years' bad luck. But I was I was in a dysfunctional family anyway, so it would have been crap anyway. (laughs) So I kind of believed it. So I kind of believed it. You know what I mean, (laughs) sort of thing. But yeah. But now I love cats, and in fact, I studied cats doing penjaksilar, and they get right and they get down like cats. And I learned to do them Brazilian jiu jitsu animal walking things for exercise, and do the leopard walk all the time. What are you talking about?
3: Brazilian jiu jitsu animal walking. What are you talking about?
5: Yeah. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, it's it's, oh, you love that in Brazilian jiu jitsu to exercise. They've developed, the, they've developed ways that uh, a humanoid can walk like certain animals. And it's funny, it's funny some of them are funny. Because if you crouch down, right, if you just squat down, yeah, and your flat feet and then put your hands behind your head, then you're kind of in the shape of a kangaroo. So you can just bounce forward like a kangaroo, right? Mm. And then they'll do other things. And, you know, when you shrimp out, when you're on the floor, like grappling and someone tries to stamp on you when they've knocked you down and you're kind of like, curl up into a ball and just use your legs to kind of push yourself out of the way. It's called shrimping out. It's a martial arts thing, it's a quick defence thing to just get out of the way. And they do that as an exercise. And they have like a, a monkey walk and a beer walk. So, you, so you're mimicking different animals, but it's just different fun ways to exercise. But it really builds you up because it, it's building all kinds of muscles all over from different angles. So it really toughens your whole body up. If you, do, if you look it up, Brazilian jiu-jitsu animal exercise or walks... It's about 10 or 12 It's crazy some of them are crazy but they're all doable and it's just a really fun way to move and exercise and i used to do it all the time because going to the gym and just lifting weights over and over again i find it's just so boring so, you,
3: you ever seen that movie mall rats have you seen that movie
5: i've uh, not no no, no i've seen it I've heard oh
3: that. man there were there's a, i was looking at this today this guy you were talking about lifting weights the guy in that in that movie that i'm sure some of you guys have seen Mall Rats. It's a Kevin Smith film, for God's sakes. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Um, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. But there's a big dude in there. He weighs like 550 pounds. And he's trying to look at one of those pictures, the pictures that, you know, you have to stare at just right and you can see the, the picture pop out at you, like it pops out. You remember oh, wow. those? And he's, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. he's yeah, staring at get it. Yeah, close and then come back to get yeah. expected. Yeah, and yeah.
3: He, can't, <clears throat> he can't see it. He can't get his eyes to adjust right to see it. And these kids would come by and be like, oh, look, it's, a, it's a, a, a ship or a pirate ship or something. And then he would freak out, and, you know, anyways. That guy was 550 pounds, and I, l- I saw a picture of him today. He lost 250 pounds. The dude is shredded, man, you know. Yeah. And it was all from lifting weights. I listened to how he did it, and it was all from lifting weights. Like if you're a big guy and you want to lose weight, I would highly recommend yeah. that. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but he's just so shredded. And the reason is, is like if you just, like some people will turn to like uh, veggie diets and they'll just start eating plants. But then they turn, but for some reason they look like they're going to die uh, and they get all shrivelly, and your skin just kind of falls off. And I'm not saying it's better to to be thin though. It's It's healthier for you. But I just think we got to get back to those Spartan days, man, where everybody's all ripped up. That's what well, that's what that's needs it. to happen. You know, get ready for the war.
5: We used, yeah, well, I used to know we used to know a guy in our school who was smart and he was a really nice guy. A name called a guy called Garret. and uh, and he was a little bit chunkier, but he wasn't, he wasn't massive or anything. But sometimes people this guy used to pick on him now and again. We used to think, oh, why don't you just hit him, Garret? Why don't you just get some weights, get it, um, and make that fat turn straight into muscle because that's what'll happen and he will get yep. ripped because he's yep. already got the fat built up. He's already built the fat up. It was like, dude, it's puppy fat as well. It'll, you'll, it'll just rip straight away. Six months, mate, and that'll be it sort of thing. I was just sort of saying that back in the day in the 90s, but, you know, he just learned the guitar instead and just stayed out of trouble because he's a good guy. But if he'd have done it, it'd have been... Urgh. The same for me. If I'd have carried on doing Kung Fu from... From 12, I'd already nearly got my black belt by 12 and I was too scared to carry on because I trained at the school I was about to go to and I thought all the bigger kids would want to beat me up because I know Kung Fu and I've got a black belt. But, so I didn't carry on. But if I had off,
3: I tried that I once in mean. Kung Fu. It was kind of weird. I took a class on it and the guy that was teaching it, was it was kind of weird. He was he was all talking about how when he hit, when he, he would hit things and vibrate stuff when he hit them, you know. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Right. Cause I was in the mixed martial arts trying to do that stuff. I said, What are you talking about? And he showed me. So he came up to me and he said, Well, if I was to hit you and then he hit me in the sternum, he said, This is just a regular punch. And then he mm-hmm. said, But if I hit you in a kung fu, like, and he took like a wider stance and he hit me. And but when he hit me, he shook his fist like they do in the kung fu films, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it hurt more. It sent out yeah. a vibration around like in my stomach. But it just really yeah, pissed yeah. me off more though, you know. And well, I was well, like, it was, "Cause he got you with it." Yeah, well, because it was—it's like a—it was a punch. I was used to taking punches back then, though. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but that punch was annoying, man. Like usually when yeah. you when you get hit, like a boxer knows that they always breathe out. So when they get counterpunched, you, you don't want to get the wind knocked out of you, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're always breathing out when you when you throw a punch, just so you don't get the wind knocked out of you, because that's mm-hmm. devastating. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: After a while, you start getting used to punches. Uh, it takes a while to get used to body punches. But, anyways, um, he would hit you and you would think, all right, I'm just going to breathe out, no problem. And then, but he did this thing where he just rattled and like shook his whole body, just like the old Bruce mm-hmm. Lee films. And the pain yeah. resonated all over, you know? That's
5: it. That's and right. I was That's like, holy crap.
3: crap. I said, this is annoying, man. I want to learn how to do that. But I couldn't get it down like he was doing it, though. For some reason, yeah.
5: it's Just have it's to keep practicing. I think this, I think sometimes, not always. I'm not saying that instructor, but sometimes the kung fu, because it's so strict with the exactly how you've got to do it. They forget to account for the fact that people got different length arms and slightly different. So you have to find your way that you do it and and be allowed to break from the mold. Which is exactly what Bruce Lee was saying. You need to be able to find your way to do it because if they give you an exact or oh, it's got to be you know this many centimeters. From your shoulder, your fist has got to be here. Well, that's all right if you're Chinese oh, and small. Yeah, but it's it's no good for a, it's no good for a European because then their arms are going to be longer. I so said, so your shape's going to be all wrong. So you've got to do it for your shape, have not you? And more look at the angle of your arm rather than the distance of your hand from. Do you know what I mean? You've got to you've got to tailor things a little bit. You can't just build clothes just based on one person's size and say that's everybody's size because then bigger people are going to be like we're in size. Triple, 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 triple XL because it's been measured by on a small person. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, come on.
3: Yeah, I never got into the spiritual side of, of martial arts though. I that's never where, did.
5: That's where the gods are, though, bro. Because what that's happening there when he's rattling you, it's not just about the. It's not even the motion of the rattling. It what that is? It's the intention. It's the. You, do you know what I'm saying? It's that last bit. You do, we get these things, used to get these things in Salat where if you practice doing finger strikes, you do them fast and try to pull your hand back.
2: Finger perfect. strikes?
5: Uh, yeah, of course you do finger strikes. Eyeballs.
3: Oh, okay. Instant,
5: instant stun people for 30 seconds, but it's not going to damage it. Okay, mm-hmm. so you, we used to practice them all the time. We used to hit to people's foreheads so you're not training yourself to pull, pull short. So you want to touch them still. You want to make sure you get the range. So we used to go for foreheads like where your bindi would be. Right, your third eye. So you know you're away from the eyes, but you still get to jab it. Then you practice doing faster snake strikes where you're in your head, and it works as well. If you're in your head, you imagine trying to pull your hand back faster than when it goes out. But obviously you want it to go out as fast as possible. So it don't make any sense because you don't want to send it out a bit slow so you can pull it back faster. But if you just try and do it and just think, try and pull it back faster, then it's like you send a double signal down your arm.
3: Did you ever watch those like, old kung fu films though? Like I did when I was a kid. Uh, yeah,
5: I watched yeah, I watched with my Iron Monkey. Then what was them? Is it the Shaw Brothers? They did loads of them, didn't they? It's so like them ones.
3: I was Iron always it was always like uh, Asians fighting. Uh, it was always like one dude, one Asian guy that would end up in a weird situation. There was always some offside love story where some chick ended up losing her shirt during a fight. You know, it was always crazy, but. All of the moves they did, I was thinking, man, that, that would be cool if it was real life. But then you watch Bruce Lee. There's an actual fight on YouTube of Bruce Lee fighting somebody. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. nothing like any of that stuff, right? But Yeah, of course, of course. But he does move that way as far as, like, how mm-hmm. quick he is. But my favorite yeah. movie that he did, I think it was, like, Enter the Dragon when he was fighting that white guy in the beginning. And he put the guy in an arm bar. And he did the arm bar where he puts him because that's my favorite thing is submissions. And that's what I I love yeah. jujitsu. Um, but he put him in an arm bar and then pinned him back on his head. And the guy's like, "There's nothing I can do." He's like, "Yeah." There's, there's Bruce Lee's like, "There's always something you can do." Don't, he don't yeah. don't yeah. take that mentality. And he's like, "Well, what can I do?" Teach me. And he goes, "What What do you have left?" And he goes, "I don't know." And Bruce Lee said, "Bite." You know. Yeah, He's like, you can still bite, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: exactly, and that's the thing with training because we used to train that stuff and, and remember to do it, and no just use anything. Don't be, don't be afraid of it's going to challenge your masculinity if you've got your face buried in somebody's groin. Just <laughs> bite the knots, just bite it, just get them in your mouth. You know, because it's going to get, it's going to stop that fight. It's definitely going to let go if you've got both of them in your teeth. You yeah, I mean? you just have to do it, and this it's see. You just what it is is that you have to disconnect from the society with martial arts. Disconnect from all your programmings, all your operating systems, because that's about defending yourself and nothing else. Everything else has to go away. And then you can make efficient choices. Yeah? You've got to make efficient choices. That's all it's about. Because that could be a life or death thing. That's why you do martial arts, to defend yourself from life or death or to defend others from life or death in emergencies. When there's no other option, that's exactly what it's for. So everything else has to go away. Your personality, your beliefs, everything, forget it. Laws, worrying about the police, no, forget it. Because the more relaxed you are, the better you are. So the more chance you've got of being in control. And then you can decide what level of damage to give. That's the goal.
3: I always liked uh, jujitsu because it was, um, you know, it came from, it, it was so fascinating to me how you could put somebody in a position where they're just completely helpless and mm-hmm. you do it for defense, right? But when it's over, like you have that power, you can just let them go, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now and when I, I looked it. into the history of it, it was designed by monks, old men, old Buddhist monks that were trying to take care of their farms and stuff. And these uh, samurai and assassins and stuff would try to come steal their crops and everything. And because they were Buddhist, they didn't believe in hurting anybody. So... Somehow or another, these old men came up with an exact science of using the body to put people in submissions. Uh, it didn't matter your strength or anything like that. And I don't, re- I don't know if you remember, um, and this was before Brazilian jiu-jitsu got involved, but jiu-jitsu means uh, gentle art, right? Um, right, yeah. And I don't know if you remember the first UFCs when they came out, when they were like almost illegal to watch. Like you had to go to the movie store to get them. Did you ever see those? Oh,
5: okay. No, I didn't really know much about UFCs. It was already massive. Yeah, so, yeah,
3: yeah you got to get on YouTube and watch those. Those are really cool. Um, and Hoist Gracie was the, like this little guy, and his big brother, Hickson, was well known for beating everybody up, right? And they, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. all the UFC when it first started was, it wasn't about who's the better fighter. Like, they literally were trying to figure out who has the best style. Like, what style of martial okay. art is the best? And they went to prove that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, because they have this legacy with his father, you know, they went to prove oh, that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the best, and they were going to put Hickson in there, and they were like, no, that's too easy. How can we really prove that uh, j- no, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the best martial art? And say, well, what about Hoyce? We can put Hoist in there. So they put the smallest guy in the family, the little brother, Mm -hmm. Hoist Gracie, Mm -hmm. put him in there against big dudes, sumo, like sumo wrestler types, dude, big Samoans, everybody. And for the first Mm -hmm. like three um, uh, UFCs, he would literally like get people tied up, put them in a submission, and they would tap out and they'd ring the bell, and Hoist would, you know, put his hands up and say, one, and the crowd was booing him. Because they didn't even know what happened. They just would watch him like, yeah. oh, man, he got all tangled up with him and now it's over? Like, that sucks, you know? Yeah. But the, fourth, to, yeah. the fourth time he went down, he got a standing ovation, though, because they started figuring out what he was doing.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's technical. The, yeah, so I was just going to say that until people start to notice what's happening he keeps doing it and it's effective. The proof's in the pudding. And then you go, what's he doing? It's using your technical... And they're efficient things to do as well. And this is a
1: 18 plus.
5: You're doing yeah. magic and you're doing science together. You're doing your animal nature, the science of your animal nature, your anatomy, and that's why you, you mimic animals. It's Because if you're taking on the magical attribute of an animal, you want to practice moving like that animal and thinking like that animal so that your vessel can switch on to his, be in that state of that animal. That's what it is. In, his in dad told him not to hurt to,
3: anybody too. That was what was amazing. He said, I don't want right, you to punch yeah. or strike or hurt anybody. But he had to one time. But it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think that's pretty cool.
5: Well, I think, Ding Long Koon, uh, not Long did Wing Chong, that was invented by uh, nuns, wasn't it? That was invented by nuns that were chained to like, they were chained on the floor. So, in there's something to do with that, where there's some of that kung fu comes from where it was like nuns chained to the floor. So, really? they had to learn how to use the legs. Yeah, you have to learn how to fight with only the legs. And that's where a lot of this, this leg style comes from, from the tiger stuff. Because when, when you do like some of these tiger styles that are, are on the floor like a tiger, you pretend to be a tiger, you embody it. So you're mostly using your legs. You, they're, all, they're all hands. Your feet are hands. And you get into that mindset that your feet are hands and use them like hands. You know it's so like
3: a, so, a Blanca from Street Fighter, what a capoeira is what they call it in Brazil. It's like
5: that, it's like that, except without the fancy doing the spinny stuff and that. It's but it's just more it's like It's like capoeira and Jason Bourne stuff because Kali, is uh, or Kari, I think, is what they're using Kari for the Jason Bourne stuff. So there's three styles that are very similar Kari and Kali, which I think are Indian, and a uh, Penjak Silat, which is a uh, Southeast Asian, like Indonesia, Thailand, and stuff. Capoeira, so they, they what, it's those jungle people, they live in a dangerous place and they get to study animals because they're in the jungle. And, and so that's what they do. And they're kicking trees and stuff on the all day and, 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 and it's hot and humid, so they've got good cardio. So they're really tough. And if they're doing the Buddhism and stuff like that and they're mastering the mind, then they're doing the magic and they're nailing the, the animal thing as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, um, shoot, it, we got to take a break here. It's Friday night. I get a little lackadaisical on this. I'm sorry. Sorry. We'll be right back. No more. Cat uh, said we got to stop with the guy talk. I don't know. It's fun, Cat. Should do a little guy talk every now and then.
5: It's magic, so
3: It's magic. It's all magic. It's Friday night. Open lines. 1-800-588-0335. I'm here with Rohan. This is Lighting the Void. We'll be right back.
2: And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM
3: support Lighting the Void? Just go to lightingthevoid.com, sign up on our membership page and pick your package where you can get exclusive content, readings and exclusive behind the scenes content Also check out the LTV shop where you can get your very own altar box t-shirt, shack, hoodie with sigil Roswell style t-shirt, racerback tees, socks, long sleeve shirts, stickers and beanies Keep Lighting the Void airing five nights a week by going to lightingthevoid.com and support today
4: Telepath is a weekly digital newsletter filled with the latest paranormal news, trending topics, and fresh articles from some of the most popular critical thinkers in the community today. Stay informed on your favorite paranormal podcasts and live streaming talk shows. Interact with the telepath and upload your paranormal story or pics. It could be featured in an upcoming edition. Sign up right now for the free telepath newsletter at paranormal.radio.
3: That's paranormal.radio lighting the void and the esoteric scholar present the altar box crafted and designed for magicians by magicians now you can take your practice with you this beautifully handcrafted mobile altar opens and works as an altar for any of your spiritual religious or ritual practices made to travel and work in small spaces the altar box comes with hidden compartments for your practice tools and accessories the altar box also comes with a dark scrying mirror for scrying and reverses and fits perfectly also as a chalkboard for any sigil symbol or whatever you see fit to sketch the altar box is handcrafted to carry as a small suitcase so you may take your practice with you and the hinges are made with solid material and hinged with leather and rivets for extra strength. The mirror piece and floor plate fit perfectly closed, so no movement will happen. Use it in small places as well. You can practice meditation, magic, planetary magic, sigil magic, scrying, ritual. Never be without your practice tools again. No matter the setting or where you go. In this season, give the gift of magic for yourself or your loved one by grabbing your altar box. Was $249.99, now $1 $99.99. The sale ends January 1st, 2021. Just go to lightingthevoid.com forward slash Alterbox and get yours while the sale lasts. 335 that's the call the number for tonight on lighting the void it's open lines open lines we usually talk to a listener or uh we just kind of hang out and talk and kind of wrap up our week as we move into the weekend but uh i will tell you that i drove like i really feel like i'm on the wall up here i know i've said that already but It does feel like if you watch Game of Thrones up here in upstate New York, there's nothing but snow and dead trees, and it just feels like I'm on the wall, like I'm Jon Snow. And, you know, I rode to the border of Pennsylvania, New York today, and I found myself desolate, like, out there. You know, I was on the phone for a little bit, so, but on the way back, it was dark, and, I mean, It's kind of like, I don't know if you've, I don't know, Rohan, have you seen that movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas?
5: Oh, that's one of my favorite films. Oh, that's so funny. You remember when he's out in the middle of the desert
3: and he's like, what, what the fuck are we doing out in the middle of the desert, man? And he starts wigging out, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he just starts having a panic attack. (laughs) Like I felt that for a minute actually today. The fear. Yeah. Because Uh, there's nothing out there. There wasn't an Amish buggy. There was nothing but mm-hmm. just pounding snow, heaping tall mountains, right? And my little white Honda buzzing through there, hoping I'm gonna make it out. And I and once you start focusing your thoughts on that, you'll wig mm-hmm. yourself out. If you like if you have a negative thought yeah. and then you just dwell on it mm-hmm. and keep dwelling on it and dwelling on it, next thing you know, mm-hmm. you start feeling weird on the inside and like, what's that? It's anxiety. And then, you know, you're like, what well, I was like, what the hell am I doing out here in the middle of the mountains, right? And all I could think about was uh, what we were talking about last night with the crickets and frogs and going back down south. Um, but it's just creepy up here during the winter, too. It gets dark earlier up here, like two hours or no, like an hour and a half earlier than everywhere else because the earth curves. I'm sure it gets dark earlier where you're at, too, right? What time does it get dark there?
5: Uh, what time does it get dark here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it gets dark here like
3: at four thirty, man. Every no, day, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. That's,
5: that's that's what it is. It's about that sort of time, yeah, about four four thirty. Whereas in the summer, it's more like you know you get a bit more. get like maybe get to light to late o'clock. But yeah, it gets really early, and Britain's cloudy and not sunny and everything. So it's, it's yeah. It's
3: I do, I know that I was man. I got to get closer to the equator. I had a psychic reading with uh Robert Millen he told me that he said you you belong near the equator, the closer to the equator. But when I get around the sun, I can do things that I can't do in depressive weather. Like people call it seasonal depression, but what I think it is is that we we're, we're, we're solar powered entities, man. We're just like anything yeah. else. We need the sun to mm. live, you know?
5: Have you, have you ever heard of uh, sun eaters? Sun eaters? Yeah, you've heard mm. of sun eaters. No. It's a, no. pra- it's a practice. It's a practice that people do. I don't know if it works. Right. I've, I don't know if it works, right? But listen to this: the practice is people are trying to train themselves so they don't need to eat, right? And the reason is because people have. I think there's a guy supposedly what? come forward that they did some ex- listen. They did some experiments I've heard where they, they had this some Indian guy and they didn't need to eat or defecate, and I don't think he even needed water. And I think he was in there for like a couple of months. They was testing him, and it was like what. And then he, and and then he wanted to go home because he was bored, so they had him for like a short, a, a, you know, a decent period of time where he didn't eat or defecate. They had him in a room, and they didn't understand it. And I, like this, years ago, I was reading about this, and then I was reading about these sun eaters because what it is, they're saying that they want to train to do it by when the sun rises and it's orange and it all red and it starts to turn orange and then starts getting yellow, and they're saying if you stare at the sun when it's just red, when it's in the red bit and then starts going a bit orange and then stop when, before it gets to yellow. The yellow bit's going to hurt your eyes. But if you stare at it when it's red and orange before that, they're trying to feed themselves from the photons of the sun. But they have to do it at a time when you can stare at it without damaging your eyes. And they meditate on that. The sun rises every morning. I've heard eat, of that. I thought that light. was
3: just sun gazing. I thought that was the same thing.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Just different name, I guess.
3: Because I looked up sun eaters and it says... Sun-eaters resembles black holes surrounded by multiple tentacles. They seem to be sentient, although with an animal-like intellect, and are driven by their hunger. They can only feed on stars, thus filling their systems with thermonuclear reactions. Uh, I remember looking at these things, too. Who was it that showed me a picture of that? There's a video of... um, There's a satellite picture or a video of looking at the sun and you can see this like almost predator you know how the predator looks when it, when it cloaks in that movie it looked like that what? but it had tentacles on it and it looked like it was feeding off of what? the sun
5: well oh do you mean oh do you mean haven't I mean, you seen
3: those
5: is it the one where um, in the bottom left-hand corner of the sun it looks like there's a there's it looks like, like, like something's it's feeding like off a, a of, tornado yeah. yeah like a tornado and there's a massive ball there and, and you, you can't see it at first until it moves away incredibly quickly and it leaves like a backdraft on the surface of the sun and all the plasma is moving around. Crazy, isn't it? You're know, yeah. talking about that one. It shoots off quick, doesn't it? And the size of it, it is, I would say, maybe a sixth of the size of the sun. But that's gigantic, isn't it?
4: Mm-hmm. That,
3: that's
5: a, that was a gigantic, and it was a NASA picture. I remember seeing NASA video. Was it that Soho satellite or whatever from the Vatican? But yeah, I can't believe that was out. But Pete, it's too incredible for people to believe it, isn't it? Until the Navy says, there's these craft and we've got them. And then the war goes nuts. So now it's believable.
3: Do you know what, you, I mean? you know what you, Well, I believe in it. I believe, I believe there's stuff yeah. out there, man, that's weird. I saw those pictures of that. Yeah. And any time something like that shakes up my paradigm, like the other night we were talking about the Betty and Barney Hill case, and we were listening yeah. to uh, Betty and Barney Hills, and Barney Hill was going through that regression And that was real fear. That's what I was trying to tell Stephen Bassett. I said, you can go to all these politicians and talk to them all you want, but I don't need proof. I'm listening to this grown man who has no reason to lie about anything. Uh, You know, they're they're, uh, a mixed-race couple back in those days, so they probably don't want to be out in the public. This guy works at the post office. These were good citizens, you know? And Mm -hmm. he's screaming like, I came, you know, like, God, give me strength. You know, like that was real. I've heard terror in a man's voice before. That was true terror. And he's talking about how he's seeing this like captain that's got slanty eyes. One of them's wearing a military suit and it's talking to him while it's staring at him and he can't move. He can't move the binoculars and just freaking out And the, in the hypnotherapist guy. He's like, calm down. He can't hurt you. Calm down now. Calm down. And it's like, What? How, is, how are you telling him to calm down? You can tell he's just, he's in fight or fight mode. You, you can't just yeah, calm down from
5: that. You know what? You know that case and that sort of example. I use that case and that is that, I, right? That, that particular case, when was that in 54? Is that, was that in, about, it was in the 50s, wasn't it? Right, mid 50s. Yeah. And so that case was over a decade before the civil rights movement. And that's the bit that always gets me. Because like you say, they're a, they're a mixed couple. And at that sort of time, that era, some people were getting more reasonable and learning person-centered psychotherapy, but some people were incredibly racist and might have wanted to drive across the country and get you. Do you know what I'm saying? So to take that risk at that time, it, it must have been for a good reason. And what more reason than that? Is And that particular thing is the most, being abducted by something like that, especially if it's coming from your bedroom as well, is one of the most terrifying, it is the single most terrifying thing I can imagine because I'd think I'd never feel safe again. And when I studied psychotherapy, I straight up said it, bro. I used to say it in class, used to say to the tutors, so if I finish this course and get qualified, I'm going to advertise that I'll talk about this stuff and I won't judge people because I know it's for real. And it might wreck my reputation from the start, but that was my plan. Because you people deserve free therapy for that. Instead of being fobbed off, because that is harrowing. Do you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, I want to find that clip. That's,
5: that's real talk.
3: And here and play it, because you don't need to. You don't need to go no. to any type of UFO uh, report or BlackVault.com if you want to figure out if uh, abductions are real. All you got to do is listen to this man's voice. But here, check this out. You remember we we'll always talk about like mad scientist theory? There's a record-breaking yeah, yeah. laser link that could prove uh, Einstein's theory of relativity. Uh, They have this place, I don't know if you guys have have heard of it before, it's called the International Center for Radio Astronomy Research, and it's in Western Australia. But they just set a world record for the most stable transmission of a laser signal through the atmosphere. Like, the longest laser, yeah. And it just came Uh, out. It came out in the Journal of Nature Communications in Australia. Um, But they teamed up with all these researchers and space uh, studies And I think in France, too, and all the stuff at the Paris Observatory. But they set the world record for the most stable laser transmission by combining the phase stabilization technology with advanced self-guiding optical terminals, which basically they're teaming up and using technology together to shoot this laser. But it allowed the laser signal to be sent from one point to another without interference from the atmosphere. Um, But what this is, my point is, is what it's going to do is this thing that keeps the laser stable, keeps it from getting messed up from atmospheric turbulence. And if they can do that, uh, they'll be able to prove some things about physics, right? So it's the most precise we, yeah. method for p- comparing the flow of time between two separate locations. Mm-hmm. In other words, you've got to go a long ways out before you can uh, test if time and space are actually kind of the same thing, the relativity thing. You know.
5: So what you're getting, at. it's it's about yeah. that's what you're getting at. that gives them the ability to then you can negate the variable. So now you're going to get an accurate reading, and now you can start getting to the goods of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. So
3: what they're saying is, is this uh, Dr. Sasha person? He said that if you have one of these optical terminals on the ground and another satellite in space that they're working together, you can start to explore the fundamentals of physics. All you know, all the theories yeah. and stuff. Well, they can actually yeah, yeah. start to ah. try to prove some of this, and this is including so, yeah. Einstein's theory of general relativity.
5: Right. So then you can have a, a space station up there or a satellite. that's acting like a lab, and they can keep bouncing the signal back and forth and holding it on, and, and and at the same time keep practicing having it on, switched on for longer, constantly getting data. They just need data on it. Data, 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 data. Don't they? so Yeah. So they'll. And also, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, but there was looking at a cluster of stars, I think with Hubble or whatever, they have seen a cluster of stars where there was detecting those laser flashes. There was light flashes going between this certain selection of stars and they were suggesting, well, we don't know what the hell that is. The only thing we can really think is that it must be some communication system because they're not, it they wasn't normal. And you know, and you know them, them micro radio bursts that are incredibly powerful, You heard about them. Some stars are, some yeah. star systems the are emitting. fast radio bursts. There's micro bursts. Yeah. Yeah, there's fast radio bursts. So they've discovered got the fast radio bursts as well as a whole cluster, a whole system of stars that are all talking to each other with light shots and they don't know how it's happening. So it looks blatantly like we're catching somebody's like Wi-Fi network or something between stars. Do you know what I mean? It's like, whoa. And then like, that's what well, for, well, that's where I thought you years going when you were just mentioning the lasers, but now I see what we, you're saying. But yeah, it's, it's, ooh, it's crazy. It's going to be weirder, right. weirder too, to... right?
3: Like, check this out. Things yeah, are yeah. getting weirder and weirder, right? So scientists have made, um, German scientists have made paralyzed mice walk again. I don't know how the hell they're doing that. But if they can make paralyzed mice walk again, uh, eventually they're going to probably start, you know, um, doing this on humans. But they're, And what they're doing is they're using some kind of protein or something. Now, check this out, right? With the COVID vaccine and they're using RNA, now all of a sudden there's just all of these immaculate things happening. Come on, you know. This is like DNA study going on across the world for sure.
5: Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because if you can get that this is what it is, right? If you you follow the instructions to understand your operating system of your body, then you can get control of your mind. If you can get control of your mind, you can get control of your body chemistry. If you get control of your body chemistry, you can get control of your autonomic functions down to your RNA and your genes. So you can control everything your body does. So you can grow teeth back, you can change your eye colour, and I'm I'm pretty sure, I'm 75% sure that people with different personalities, you know, I think people get multiple personalities. Yeah. When they change personality, their eye color can change. I'm pretty sure that that's true. Yeah,
3: so if they can do that, they can do all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. So it gets mm-hmm. weirder. And when I say it yeah. gets weirder, what I mean is the brave new world that's coming with all this tech stuff and everything, yes. AI, Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> the DNA studies they are going to do from all of the data they're getting from our vaccines oh, that they're giving us. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Microsoft has been granted a patent, magnificent Bill Gates, uh, no, that would allow the, the company the like to make a chat bot using the personal information of deceased people. So if you have, uh, all right, so this patent describes uh, creating a bot based on the images, voice data, Social media posts, electronic messages, and more personal information. Uh, so this AI machine goes out and you say, I want to talk to my dead mother. It gets the data of your dead mother's voice, their social media pages, their behavior, all that stuff. And that you, they can turn this person into a chat bot to talk with
5: you. Have you seen that that? Is that's a black freaky, that's a dude. black mirror episode? That is, have you not oh I don't you must have not seen the Black Mirror episode then to not make it the link, dude. It goes no, worse. No, but I don't, don't think I saw that one. that one. But that's freaky. Ash, Ashley 2.0. Yeah, but well, it goes worse, bro, because a mate a woman's lost a bloke suddenly, a mate says, Try that, what well, exactly that technology you've just described. She tries it, she feels a bit awkward, but then it's like talking to him because you're getting the right responses. And then you can take it a step further with the send you a droid. Mm. and load it all into him and then you've got this actual real life like guy and it comes like a real it's got real flesh you have to like soak him in the bath for 24 hours but then it activates him oh and yeah i did
3: see that that is freak yeah. i did see that one but but here's the question I, this let me ask you this you can also use this chat bot for yourself if you haven't died yet for your loved ones you can make it correspond to you implying that you could use it to train a replacement of yourself in the event of your death. So you could train this thing. Like, if you died and say, well, I can, you know, this thing can mimic my behavior and you could still talk to me. So Microsoft has even included the notion of 2D or 3D models of specific people being generated via images and depth information or video data. But the idea is that you would be able, in the future, to speak to a simulation of someone who has passed away. Uh, it, it is famously the plot of the Black Mirror episode. That Black Mirror episode you're talking about is called Be Right Back, where a young woman oh, okay, uses okay. a service to scrape data from her deceased partner to create a chatbot and eventually a robot, right? That's it, yeah. That's it, yeah. So in October 2020, Kanye West bought Kim Kardashian West a hologram of her late father. Robert Kardashian to celebrate her 40th birthday, further cementing the idea of digital representations of the dead that can more authentically communicate with the living, which uh, I can't, I mean, I could see why someone would do that if they're just completely heartbroken and they can't stand this person not being yeah. around. But that's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of obsessive, heartbreak and creepy stuff that yes. you, people just can't let go, man.
5: It's a double-edged sword, though. Remember this flip sides of coins, yeah? I uh, often, Heimer said, "I'm the destroy worlds because he's trying to make a device that um, uh, that's can give, feed the world with energy, and instead he makes the nuclear bomb, right? Yeah, yeah. So coming, so come from a good place and make something bad, right? Oh, but yeah. Bill Gates coming from a bad place, he could make something good. And what you could depends how you deal with these technology and what you want to do with them okay now yeah you could do that and then people could create a dark attachment to not being able to let go from people dying that that could happen but also that's your first stepping stones to creating a hollow deck in star trek
3: Isn't it? oh yeah you're right you're totally right so did you know there's a black market a um, black market for covid vaccines right now the people are selling <laughs> covid vaccines on the black market
5: of course they are, because there's people trying to scam the crap out of everybody because everybody's like, don't know what the hell's going to go on. So there's loads of people trying to capitalise. And disaster situations are a great time to make loads of money as well, historically. So that's why I've, I've told people with money, you need to invest in this, this, this right at the beginning. Get ammo, Get invest in food, invest in water, invest in property or whatever, because they're the things the people need. They're the things people are going to want. If you've got money, do it now in a disaster. A year later, you're going to make a load of money. Just like Amazon, the stocks went up eighty percent, and I told, I was telling someone it's got quite a bit of money to do that, and they did nothing all year, and they could have made they could have had ten times as much. You know what I'm saying? And it's like pff, just just won't listen.
3: We're moving into this whatever. crazy world, man. I'm telling you. It Another is, man, thing too, if you if you've ever been to Portland and you know how much they take care of their homeless, you it's against the law to mess with a homeless person. They're more protected than regular civilians. They're allowed oh, yeah. to just oh, whip God. it out and piss right beside you if they want to. And you can't oh, do anything. That's a
5: bit too far, then. That's a bit too far.
3: Now, think about yes. this. In Europe, futuristic sleeping pods for homeless people are going to be installed. These pods are amazing. Like, I would want one. Yeah. They're solar powered mm-hmm. pods that just they're going to put out around for homeless people. They're windproof, waterproof sleep pods that have been installed mm-hmm. in the streets of a German city in order to house the homeless. They have, uh, I think they're they're made out of wood and steel. They can fit up to two people in them, protect against the cold wind and humidity, and they also guarantee fresh air circulation.
5: Mm-hmm. Have
3: That's you seen that those? I would have
5: loved one of them. I've not seen them, but... Um I've, I've i'd have loved one of them when i had to be on the street but at the same time we don't want to use that as a solution for the homeless we need to give them real homes don't we so again we need to take you have to take responsibility at that you know how many but, people
3: are going to yeah, use that I, to bang in though they're going to be like hey baby let's go on these homeless pods right here it's fresh you know that's, that's going to f- happen well
5: that's the f- well, well that all that stuff where people people will always do this well all that stuff's the stuff that's got to go all that attitude and that being, oh, we'll just use it for bank. No, we all got, we all got to be way more responsible. Than yeah, that but now. people aren't. To, you know, we, you
3: know, how people. I know are. they're
5: not. But but over time, that's where we've got to push in it. And with all this cra- crazy stuff going on, yeah, once this all settles down.
1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. avoid Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
5: 18 plus. People will be on another level of, of seriousness <laughs> anyway because there'll be all this crazy shiz that's real. So it will pull everybody up to a new level of seriousness. And they won't be worrying about banging in a little thing because they'll have all new other, other options to be able to do, to consider. It's going to be the so new thing pod banging yeah of course it is <laughs> yeah no manifesting a pod and then banging in it that's what'll be the new thing <laughs> hey, yeah it's
3: well real, i think it's a tool. i think it's a good idea if they put but to me honestly people are gonna be like oh man that's good, stupid but if your tax dollars are going to something like that to take care of homeless people to me that's yeah. a way better yeah. idea than some of the other Not things sure. that your tax dollars go to for sure last break we got to take for the night um Nobody's called in. I'm going to start calling cities out. When we come back, I'm going to name you. I'm going to talk about you, right? Because I see your little dot on the map. I'm going to make you call in. We'll be right back.
5: What are you calling?
2: Hey, this is No Way Jose, a Northern California Piscean stuck in the Arizona desert. I'm a void walker and I got the shoes to prove it. So, what do I do when my soul yearns to delve deep into the realm of the unknown? I aim my satellite straight into the night sky and catch a smooth ride on the KTLKDB radio waves. I tune into Lighting the Void with Joe Root on the French FM.
4: Joe, Lighting the Void. It's the best show on the planet. This is Barney, your friend from
2: Facebook. Thank you and all the crew for all you do. Namaste, my friend. This is Macon from the Foothills, North Carolina, and I am a Voidwalker.
0: G'day, walkers. This is Lily from down under Australia. The world may be small, but the enigma is greater. So let your curiosity take you through a journey with Joe Root.
2: Hey, this is V coming in from Central Maryland, and I am a void
0: walker. This is Kevin Doherty, a beginner, Void Walker. I'm from Vancouver, B.C. I know a little about a lot, you know, as Leonard Skinner said, I guess the rest. I learned a lot from uh, Mr. Root and the show. And uh, heard it from the beginning. I knew right then he was going to be a new York Bell. Thanks for all your uh, shows and keep it up.
4: Hey, this is Derek from Mass, a.k.a. The Night Stalker, and I'm a Void Walker. This is Mark from Chicago, and I walk the void to ascertain what is consciousness.
2: My name is Jared Johnson, and I'm from Humboldt County, California. I do not know all the answers to the questions about reality. I do not claim to know the ultimate truths about life. I seek that which has been made hidden as a part of a family of explorers of consciousness. I'm a void walker. Thanks, Jaru.
8: This is Barbara Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Uh, Who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does does. It neutralizes those emotions. The circuit that that was recorded on is gone. The energy flows freely and you're free of it. And that's what emotional freedom is all about. We offer this as a pro bono service, but this is something that I offer because no one, it seems, is helping people with these experiences. If you'd like to reach me, it's really easy. My cell phone is 214-995-3754. Please leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Or you can can email me barb.eft at gmail.com and eft stands for emotional freedom techniques reach out to me it's confidential this works you won't believe the results
2: have you heard of heavy metals Yeah. No! i'm not talking about the heavy metals in the junkyard i'm talking about the heavy metals that build up in your body heavy metals in your body can make you feel sluggish fatigued and just plain off Why not try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com? Cleansing your body and making you feel great. (sighs) Cleansing the inside of your body of intruders that sneak their way into you and set up an intruder camp. Life Change Tea helps remove unwanted intruder camps. Brew it. Steep it and drink in the results. Tastes great so you can create a new health habit. Our tea loves to help people. It just needs the chance. So order yours today by logging on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Our Life Change Super Strength Tea is waiting. This could be a beautiful relationship. Take charge of your health. Order at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com.
1: The Fringe FM isn't just a radio station. We also provide services for all your audio production needs. If you are interested in live radio or pre-recorded podcasts, we're here to help. We even do audio enhancements and voiceovers if needed. If you want to do a podcast or a live radio show and even want the option to syndicate on terrestrial radio, from simple audio file enhancement to live production and call screening, we have you covered. We have worked with some of the best professionals in the business in order to provide coaching instruction for content creation, show structure, and more. Contact The Fringe Digital Media for more at info at the fringe.fm. That's info at thefringe.fm. Or call 501-777-5631 for a consultation. From the Kingdom of Arkansas... Are listening to Joe and Lighting the Void here on The Fringe FM.
6: Hey, this is Amalia from Know the Self Mystery School. I know that you are in the midst of massive change. We all are. This is the great turning, the time that we all decided to be here on the planet. Do you know why you came here to be a part of this crazy time? If not, I invite you to join my mystery school. I have a nine-week course called Activate Your Mission. And in this course, you're going to learn how to erect crystal clear boundaries so that you can hear that inner still voice that's going to guide your every moment. Even if you're dealing with feeling weighed down by obligation and being enslaved to the system, this course is going to give you the tools you need to illuminate your shadow and awaken to your soul's mission. The moment you sign up to the school, you are going to be greeted by not only a group of soulful spiritual lawyers, but you're also going to get some massive karmic clearings and you're going to feel the energy that's palpable. I hope you'll join me in the school where together we're going to unlock your divine mission.
3: Activate your mission by by going to the fringe.fm forward slash soulmission and put in the
7: code word fringe and receive $50 off today.
3: I'm gonna start calling you out city by city. Y'all ready? Pacho's here with us and Rohan, our famous producer. He calls in every now and then to bail us out. What's up, Pacho? What's up, brother?
9: I'm just chilling. Uh, chilling like home. a villain. I was, eat- I was eating dinner. Yeah, I was eating dinner during the first part of the show. I wanted to call in sooner, but I wanted to make sure and feed my face and then
3: stuff your hang face out for the last little bit. Yeah,
9: pretty much it's that kind of that kind of day.
3: Well, I want to give a big shout out to all those listeners in the Dallas area. Also, we got some in Waco, Austin. Uh, what's this other place? Bryan College Station. Yeah. I, one of these nights, I'm just going to go across the U.S. and just start calling your cities out. I think I should do that. That way y'all can be like, oh, it's yeah. me. It's me. Yeah. Portland, I don't know, this place, Newport, California, Los Angeles, Medford, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, there's quite a few there, Um, Phoenix, who's this, Denver, Salt Lake City, Utah, Boise, oh God, who's this, oh that's Denver, I already did that one, Uh, Dodge City, Dodge City, isn't that like what was in Gunsmoke, y'all used to watch those old westerns? Gunsmoke,
7: yeah,
3: <laughs> you, you remember that? It
4: that sounds very western. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gunsmoke, <laughs>
3: Festus Hagen. I used to watch that with my dad. Had Festus Hagen and the uh, the what's his name, uh, Marshall Dillon. Let's see, Kansas City, Fremont, Davenport. I don't even know what state I'm in. I'm zooming in on these. Des Moines, uh, Springfield, St. Louis. I I could do like the John B. Wells thing. Hello, Nashville. Hello, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Memphis. Hello, Coleman. (laughs) How you doing, Griffin, Atlanta, Macon, Macon, Georgia. There's a song called Going Back to Macon, by the way. It's a pretty cool song. Mobile, Alabama. I got family in Mobile. I wonder if that's them listening. Probably not. None of my family listens to this show. Some of these cities got several dots in them. Tampa, Florida, Miami, Let's see, Charleston, hmm, Raleigh, North Carolina, Winston Salem. I wonder if that's Eric Markham. What's up, Markham? I wonder if that's you out there. Uh, Newport News. What is that? There's a place called Newport News. Yeah.
9: Isn't that a women's lingerie magazine?
3: I think so. That's in Virginia,
9: though. Or like a, or like
3: a, yeah. Uh, let's see, Springfield, Charlottesville. Jackson, Somerset, and we're in Pennsylvania now. Let's hope let's go north. more north. Cleveland, Brunswick, Parma. I man, there's so many dots. I can I'm just going to show you all these dots. I'll just screenshot it. I can't believe you're not calling in. New York City, Manhattan, all those dots. y'all don't want to talk to me. y'all don't want to talk to Rohan, New York, Rochester, Ithaca, Albany, Boston. Uh, what's this? What is the city? Millbury. Clinton. Lewiston. I'm up in Canada now, I think. No, I'm not in Canada yet. I'm in Maine. Lewiston, Maine. That person's like, oh my God, that's me. I bet. Watch. Uh, Brown Wildlife Management Area. What the hell? Those are people using proxies or something, man. Because some of these dots are like, there's no way there's houses out here. Um. Ottawa. Yeah, we're in Canada now. Look at there. Got somebody. I wonder who's that. 406 area code. You're on the air. Who are we speaking with? This is me. It's Kat. It's Cat. I didn't see your dot, Kat. Aren't you, isn't yours in Montana?
7: Uh, I'm a Derek. I'll never tell.
3: I know where you're at. You're in Montana. You sound like you're having a car wreck right now. you okay? What's going on?
7: Really? Maybe... Maybe it's the mic. Yeah, I I get these really cheap uh, earpods, but they pick up everything. It's yeah. amazing this alien tech.
3: Yeah, I always tell everybody when you use those headphones, those mic headphones or whatever those, especially the uh, the head, you know, they have the built-in mic with the earbuds. They they sound really good, but uh, a mouse can fart in, a, in two rooms away and you'll hear it though. So
7: good luck with that. I know, that. isn't it amazing? And they're really tiny. Anyways, I was gonna bring up that I. Started today, dedicating my meditations to trying to clean up the trash on this planet, and I ain't talking about garbage like you know.
3: You're talking about paper trash.
7: Stuff. I mean,
3: the,
7: mm-hmm. I mean the bad trash, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I've been, and then I also did a shamanic journey today. I was so proud of myself, and then I did another another uh, meditation early, later in the. Uh, early evening with, uh, a monk and a few other people. So today was big meditation day. So, so it's visualizing the earth and then this swirling colors around it, going around like a tornado and trying to, you know, uh, clean it up energetically with this light, you know, like, kind of like Aurora Borealis. And then, um, the next time I did, it was, visualizing like magnets so the magnets would pull all the negative entities so that's what uh, what's what we're really battling is these negative entities they got all different names right but then part of its AI that just like wants to imprison the planet so that I was visualizing that so what
3: okay are they Sun feeders like we were talking about earlier feeding off our good energy
7: yeah, and well, some of them are just yeah. They they feed off of the humans. They don't want them to be free. They don't want us to have freedom. And so then, um, so then the third one when I was doing with the monk and some other people, then I was visualizing you know the planet and just putting light in it, and then letting um, the universal spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, um, have the divine decision of, you know, what to really do with all of this negative energy. You know, I don't want to be making my judgments there. I just want to help clean it up, right, to do my part. Because I have friends that say, God, I wish I could do something to help this planet, you know, get us out of this sticks, but I don't know what to do. And I said, well, meditation is powerful. You know how to work it. So anyways, at the end of the meditation, the monks always ask, you know, how was your meditation, this and that? And normally... You know, they want you to just be at peace and at still, and which is cool. So I said, well, I you know I start and I'm at peace and still. I said, but now I'm trying to help the planet. So I asked them, okay, what do you think is better? Like sometimes I see myself looking out, at the earth, you know, and trying to heal it or do these different matrices of not matrices but visualizations of trying to help the planet. I said, or is it better to visualize the the planet inside of you. And so this type of meditation that this particular Buddhist group does is they visualize the light inside of you. So he says his teachers tell him that you visualize like the earth as um, like a a marble, like a little round sphere, and then you put that in the center, like where you would visualize the light in the center of you, and then it's easier to help it to, to... embody the light completely around it like that so i said oh yeah that makes sense i said okay so i'm gonna try that from now on hmm. so anyways that's what i did today and i felt really good about that it made me so good that i felt like i was doing some spiritual work that way and then getting the confirmation with the monk yeah that it's Kind of better to put it like inside of you because then you can help it even more with your light when you're meditating it can grow and grow and grow i thought that was pretty cool don't you
3: yeah that's pretty cool but that's you're going full woo that's good though i like woo woo is good man that cleans up trash for sure i think we all should do that man we should all do like one night just everybody meditate all at once right that's what we yeah, should do definitely.
7: yeah that's what they do we do like one hour meditations. that's what we do that's online cool. it's just totally quiet <laughs> <laughs> that's
5: cool that's especially yeah, poignant for me because like
7: this, yeah. yeah what's
5: that i was just saying that's especially poignant because i do that every time i eat every time i eat food i do because i've been hungry so every time i eat any food i do that meditation it's similar just asking to, you know, help us get, throw stuff off and stuff. And that that light thing, um, a Buddhist guy used to tell me that um, if you see somebody that's struggling, like, like a, you know, they've got a bad back at their elderly and they seem like they're in pain when they're walking, try and imagine like in the Green Mile, like that John Coffee darkness coming out of them right and try and suck it out of them and then send light out and turn that darkness into light and then you can put it back into them. And someone used, used oh. to say that's a good thing for merit to do to transmute the darkness, to suck it out of him, transmute it for him, just when you see him, to give it him back. And then they might not have such a bad back.
3: I just had something leap off my desk by itself, dude. I'm not playing. I've been having weird stuff happen here in uh, the studio. Well, i have to tell you about it. I don't know. Like, I don't want to jinx it. I kind of like it because it makes me feel like I'm not alone here. But, yeah, there's some weird stuff going on. Um, just
5: take it, leaf in the river.
3: Yeah, you know, I was going out the door the other day and I had to, A bacon sheet you know those pans a bacon sheet that you just it's just like one of those cheap ones you get from the dollar store a metal bacon sheet right Um, but Mm. it was on top of the stove and I when I got to the door to go out of the apartment it just started vibrating like almost like if somebody bumped it and it was just wiggling back and forth it wasn't hot I know people are gonna say well did you just take it out of the stove was it slippery like no I was just I just set it on the top of the stove right and it just starts wiggling, like as if, if it was vibrating on its own or something. It was really weird. And I know it was weird. It made my heart speed up. It's not one of those situations where, like, oh, that must have fell or something. It's a long baking sheet. There's nowhere for it to fall. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, what the hell is that? I wonder what that is. I've been having weird stuff happen here, like stuff's going missing. Maybe it's this, uh, see? And maybe it's this crystal skull.
9: You have a crystal skull?
3: Yeah, I got one. Y'all haven't seen
5: it?
9: Sweet. No. What? You've you got a crystal
5: skull? Yeah. <laughs> Trust you.
9: Look
3: <laughs> <laughs> like here. I'll show you a picture of it. I'll take a picture of it and put it in the chat. Uh, but when I first got this thing, it whistled too, or I heard something whistle. I don't know if it was the skull, but the lady that sent it to me said that that happens. And I was like, Yeah, whatever. I don't know if I believe in that stuff. But ever since I got this thing I've had like kinda weird things happen for sure. Yeah.
9: That's interesting.
3: Do you believe that crystal skull stuff?
9: I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any experience with it, but uh remember when we had Jab Thanettin on the show? Yeah, yeah. That guy was talking about crystals in general and he's really into crystal skulls and our, was that thing that came off your desk a metal object? Yes. Okay. It's actually like you got ten metal things moving around. Mm-hmm. Okay. What well, kind of? I don't know. Sounds electrical. Like
3: it's a smoky quartz black crystal skull. Is what it is.
9: That sounds sweet.
3: Let's see if I if That's I can drop this in the the chat here. But I don't think, I mean, you can buy these things at metaphysical shops, though, so I don't know, like, but there's supposedly a story behind this one and all that stuff, and I had a, you know, she got it, for said it supposedly came from some shaman in Brazil, and when I got it, it was wrapped in all these herbs and stuff. Whoops, I put it in the wrong. I put that in a direct message instead of chat. Hold on. That was stupid. Uh, Who doesn't have a crystal skull, right? That's right. That's the way I say it, too. It's like, it's not um, something special, I don't think. But everybody makes them out to be special.
9: I think you can make them special.
3: I could use it to
9: scry, huh? Scry, or you know how you, like, consecrate your own tarot deck? You kind of establish a connection with it, and it sort of has, it gains a personality or, you know, things like that yeah maybe oh. crystal skulls got got some stories to tell
3: you ever go back and look at your pictures on your computer and um you see pictures that were stored there from a long time ago you, you thought you lost i got old pictures yeah. in here from my old job at verizon i'm just looking at oh, this wow. like microsoft <laughs> apparently has stored all these when i went to that masonic hall the albert pike temple when i was back when i was uh in masonry when i was a freemason yeah mm-hmm. i still got those interesting pretty interesting i'm gonna That's have crazy. to just start dropping these pictures in the chat one of these days or make a let make make like a, a joe rupe collage or something i don't know
9: yeah put it in the patreon
3: i had a dream oh look here y'all check this out in chat i had a i was at work one time and i had a download of a vision of creation and was thinking about the jesus jesus lucifer paradox or whatever and then this image came to my head and i'm gonna drop that in chat too and i just drew it and like i don't know maybe i can let's see copy paste nope that's not working that's weird it's not that there it goes and I, it was like a pentagon with a pen, with a pentacle in it with an upside down pinnacle with another upside down pinnacle and a spiral and the weird thing is too, is like when I drew it i as soon as I got on the internet, I started seeing it like you ever have those things where you you think of an idea or a creation or something, and you know like no one's invented it ever, and then you think of it, next thing you know you find it like uh someone invented it yeah, I, I don't know. Is that a tiny skull that I said? I don't know. Nice skull. Thank you. You guys should join the chat. You can join the chat, too, by going to thefringe.fm forward slash chat room if you want to join our chat room. Man, I've got pictures in here from back when my grandmother was still alive and when I got a flat tire on the road and had to send a picture to my boss so he would believe me. <laughs> you know
5: that before a bus i did out of a bus before because it did not sound realistic does it
3: <laughs> yeah because i'd already it's like when i was about to quit my job dude really and i didn't want to like i wanted to quit at a certain time and i got a, like a flat and i called in i said i got a flat and he's like all right and i'm like no man seriously and i took a picture of it and sent it to him that's in here too i don't know i'm just rambling this is what we do on friday night no Nana-
5: no we, well, you know just go, just to take you back to that um, crystal skull, and you, and you mentioned um, uh, putting an intention into it. this has been mentioned in the conversation between the three of us. And you know quartz crystals, they do store memory, don't they? That's why you use them for quartz watches, right They have a little bit of memory, and the reason they don't use them the reason you have the silicon technology instead of quartz, instead of using crystals and I, can, I mean, they use crystals in computers, but you, can, you you could use them for memory chips, and you know a like crystal skull would be like just teraflops and teraflops and teraflops of data space, you know, a human-sized one, right? And the only reason we don't use them is because we don't know how to keep it stable because the bigger it gets, the more unstable the data. But if you could figure out a way to do it, then it can store loads of memory in it. That's the thing about quartz crystals, and that's why I think the crystal schools are real because they've been around a long time and they're like, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of years old, then they've got potentially all that data of all history you know what I'm saying? And
6: yeah. the shamans
5: with the crystal schools are supposedly they used to transfer the consciousness into the young padawan before they die, so they get all the knowledge. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then that padawan will be a shaman. They'll already know what to do, and then they'll teach a padawan how to do stuff, and then download his consciousness exactly like in X Men Apocalypse. That's the deal with the crystal schools, supposedly.
3: A padawan. That's a cool. That's a cool phrase. Young padawan. Here's my desk at work. I think I'm breaking laws by doing this, but whatever. Oh, it says my files are too powerful. I can't. I can't show y'all. It's too powerful.
5: Powerful. It's boxes.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Would this work? No, that's not gonna work. I don't think that'll work. Y'all yeah, gotta join the chat because the people listening and they're like, "What is? What is that? That was my desk at work, right there? Huh?" I used to have a desk job. Someone's got a crystal skull. Look at that, just like mine. See, they're not special. Everybody's got one.
5: You know, when you was at your that job there, did you go by the name Thomas Anderson, by any chance?
3: No. Why, did you call somebody <laughs> named Thomas Anderson? No, no,
5: it looks like, no, that's Neo in the Matrix, isn't it?
3: Yeah, well, that's what I was doing. I was working a desk job pretty much just like Neo in the Matrix, in a cubicle, before I quit. Before Morpheus came and said, Wake up, do Lighting the Void.
5: Yeah, oh, dude. Until <laughs> uh, you discover magic. Yeah. you discover magic and you <laughs> followed the white rabbit. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah.
3: All right, well, we got to get out of here. I think, I'm sure people are like, thank God, let's listen to Ryan Gable. All right, well, actually, Ryan's doing a show with uh, Stephen Cambion tonight, so that ought to be pretty interesting. You want to stick around and listen Ooh. to that for sure. They're going to get into right. some, uh, you're sh- for sure going to hear some parapolitical uh, stuff, you know. How the government yeah. isn't doing mind. their job, how people are mind stupid, tricks. some mind stuff. Right? Yep. We'll see you guys uh next week. We got some cool guests coming on next week. Pacho's been killing it lately, uh with getting guests. And um you guys have a good weekend. Thanks for coming on, Rohan, Pacho. Appreciate it.
5: Thank yeah. you. Nice to meet you, Pacho. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Thank you.